All right. Hear ye. Welcome. It's Juneteenth, right? Is that today? It's Saturday, June 19th. Is that Juneteenth? Is that today? It's Father's Day weekend. Welcome to Storytime with Dave. I am your host, Dave. I am currently checking if it is Juneteenth, in fact. I think that's when... uh, I don't really know exactly what happened. That's what the day is about. Yeah, it's today. Signifies emancipation of enslaved African Americans. Although not all of them were African descent. Some of them were from Caribbean island nations. So let's not be so presumptuous in assuming that all of them were of African descent. Because that is veiled racism. Um, okay, and it's Father's Day weekend. Listen, you know, I can't believe, you know, there's so many, uh, distraction things and it's just so easy. It seems so easy. It's like, why is that even going on? You you can't even believe it. People are getting mad. All the grifters are out getting mad, like Candace Owens is getting mad that Juneteenth is a federal holiday now. I'm sitting back here like, what are you guys talking about? I mean, like a lot of these conservative or whatever they are. These grifters, they're getting mad that Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. I'm like, bro. That's what you're going to worry about? That's where you're going to spend your energy? It's so easy. It's so clearly... See, okay, both sides are getting duped. Because if you're, like, woke and you you want to support black people, what does giving them a federal holiday do to anyone? It doesn't help anyone. It does literally nothing. It's just a symbolic. They'll only give you symbolic victories. I mean, Malcolm X was telling you that in the 1960s and you never listened, you know, and that's also why they killed him. Um, There's a few things we'll talk about today. You know, I mean, that's uh, what are you doing? I mean, so it does nothing. It doesn't help anyone. So now they've got you fighting over something that's completely irrelevant for either side. It doesn't help anyone and it's not a problem. It's not undermining American values. If you're a Republican and you're like, there's one Independence Day and it's on July 4th. Like, that's the dumbest thing. I can't believe how dumb that is. And a lot of these cucks didn't say shit the whole pandemic. They didn't say shit the whole pandemic. They just sat back and let the medical tyranny take place. And now they care about undermining American values. I'm like, where were you, cuck? You're a gigantic fag. A lot of the Republican conservatives who like claim to be anti-woke, they were being just as faggy when it came to really staking their reputation on the line with the COVID scam. They were afraid. So I don't want to hear it from them. I really don't want to hear it from them if they're getting mad about Juneteenth undermining American values. I'm like, dude, look around. There's worse things to worry about talking about undermining American values than another holiday. What are you worried about? It's a federal holiday. I get off work now. Why are we going to be upset about this? 
There's nothing to be upset about and there's nothing to be happy about except for if you work in like corporate America and now you get another day off. The only people who should be happy about this are people who get another day off. Like it's again, I mean, look, it's it's like if it's an important day to you, then that's fine. And you could celebrate it and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying it's like totally irrelevant, but again, this is what white politicians do for black people. It's like, no, we're not going to let you out of jail. Yes, you're all in jail. We're not letting you out. But here, you can have a holiday. That's what I mean. It's completely irrelevant in that sense. And why do they arrest black men? Because they're they're not, see, see they're not, I was going to say dangerous. They're dangerous in the sense that they're dangerous for establishment. Because I have this book on the shelf that I got to finish reading. See, I've been reading too much fiction lately. That's been a problem. I have to go back to reading nonfiction. I prefer reading fiction, to be honest with you, but I need to learn more stuff. This is called, it's called Live from Death Row. Who's it by again? Um, Mumia Abu Jamal. It's called Live from Death Row. He's a death row. He was on death row for like 30 years or something. And he wrote. That's why they put a lot of these black guys in jail because they're like articulate, good speakers. They're they're charismatic. They'd be great leaders. So they have to put them in jail preemptively before they could be out there riling up the masses, actually telling them about what's going on. Why is Malcolm X dead? That's why. And you know why Malcolm X was more dangerous for the the elite whites than even Martin Luther King? Because he was really funny, too. Personally, I don't, uh, I don't know. I mean, like Martin Luther King is like, we've talked about this before. He was like palatable for whites. I mean, obviously like, okay. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not shit talking Martin Luther King right now, but the whites, there's a reason they put, they chose him and they put him out there and it wasn't Malcolm because Malcolm wielded just as much influence and he was to me martin luther king was too preachy the way he spoke and too like performative i didn't like that i I think a lot of people do like that but a lot of people don't like that either i want you to speak i want it to sound like you're speaking like that's why i like comedy when i i doesn't seem like the person's doing a rehearsed act I prefer comedy where it at least seems like this is more spontaneous, more natural, like you're speaking to the audience instead of performing for the audience. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what I prefer generally. That's why I like Malcolm X more because the way he spoke, it was more conversational and he was very funny. But when he was being funny, he was talking real shit. That's a lot of the, the funniest moments when he'd be speaking. He'd say something like really real. And it would be funny because it's so real and you almost didn't expect it. It'll call you off guard. Sip of water. So, um, you know, that's a big reason why a lot of... See, okay, so it's a lot of reasons why there's a lot of black people in jail. Um, and But one of the reasons is that these a lot of those guys would make very good leaders and the the power elites would rather them be in jail 
than out riling up the masses because then they might have a real problem on their hands. So <clears throat> say what you will, there's, there's lots of different factors at play, but that's definitely one of them. And uh, if you say otherwise, then you're just you're just being a uh, you're just being kind of a fag. So <clears throat> let's talk. What are we talking about today? It's Juneteenth. Um, that's I'm not I don't even really want to talk about. I don't really have much to say about that. There were other things I want to talk about. But basically what I'm trying to say is this. There are bigger things to worry about. We just had the most authoritarian year of our lifetimes, probably. I'm not going to say at all, because um, I don't know if I mentioned this on one of the more recent episodes, but you got to think about it like this. Everyone is goldfish. So I know I always say that we're a nation of cucks and faggots, which we are, and we live in Pakistan, and that's true. But we're also a nation of goldfish where we forget immediately, almost immediately, we forget everything that happened before. So it's like, okay, for example, and sometimes it's a while and it's understandable. Like it was a hundred years ago that we had the Spanish flu pandemic. And we can get into that because I was reading a book about it called The Great Influenza. I also only read like half of that book. I didn't finish it. It was just boring, but I should finish it because when you read half a book, you're like, well, you might as well just finish it. But we wore masks back then, and they knew that the masks didn't work. They figured it out then. So we figured out 100 years ago that masks didn't work, And but we're goldfish. But again, that one's a little more forgivable because it was 100 years. So it's it's hard to say. By the way, I saw a fucking Greta hamburger. You know that fucking... Um, that I don't even know you, you you ever look at Greta Thunberg and you're like isn't do you think that maybe okay you know that disease that people get where they look like a child even though they're old do you know that disease like Andy Melanakis disease you ever get the feeling that Greta has that because Greta looks just fucked up enough to be a fetal alcohol baby but maybe she's got Andy Melanakis disorder and she's actually like 48 years old because I don't know. I just feel like kids have more of a, a stronger conscience. But again, she's probably been heavily brainwashed. I mean, look, if she is really a kid, I mean, I guess she's like 18 now. That's still a kid. And, uh, you know, I, I think she's been, if that is, if she doesn't have anti Melanakis disorder, then she is just so heavily brainwashed that she probably does think she's telling the truth. But, uh, I saw a video of her and she's like, the next pandemic could be much, much worse. I don't even know what her fucking accent is because I know it's not British and that sounded a little British. She said the next pandemic could be much, much worse. I shared it. I had just clipped that. I just took a photo of that because it was a video, but it had subtitles. And I'm like, can you at least wait until this pandemic is over before you start fear-mongering for the next pandemic? Can you at least give it a year? You God, I hate them so much. And I'm like, we, you're making it. Like, the next pandemic that will inflict the world, they're making it right now. It's not gonna... They're making it in a lab right now. 
it's probably patented. I bet you there's a patent that people own patents on the next potential pandemics. <coughs> the idea that you could do that is so weird. It's so weird. Sip of water. But you can only patent something if you made it. You can't patent a naturally occurring thing. Keep that in mind, folks. Another step. So, I just wanted to say that as an aside. You already got Greta Hamburger out here warning us about the next pandemic could be much, much worse. And like, yeah, it probably will be because now that they've soft rolled out the passports and the idea of mandatory vaccination without enforcing it. I mean, they just wanted to see what they could get away with this time around. And I've said that multiple times, so you know where I stand on it. But it's obviously true. And I'm getting congested again. Maybe it's just when I speak so much in rapid succession, it produces mucus, perhaps. But we're going to be okay. I'm taking a sip of water. So, you know, get mad about Juneteenth. Okay, Candace? Get mad about Juneteenth and undermining our American values. But honestly, dude, just just you have to stop. Because where were you? When I'm out here and I'm like on an island alone and I'm going, where is everyone who's supposed to care about this stuff? But they're too afraid. They wait till now. Hold on. Jordan Spieth for birdie. Oh, that's a long putt. Ooh, close. I've got the U.S. Open on the TV just with the volume off. I don't know why. I'm like, where were you? Because, like, I'm out here on the line when it's actually, uh, you know, it's a kind of a liability to have these beliefs. And then people just wait, 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 wait. And then... And then they go, wait a second, it was made in a lab. I'm like, where were you? Where were you when they built that ladder to heaven? I'm like, where were you, bro? Because I've been here, you know? There were like a, a few of us, and it was a year ago. And now everyone thinks it's okay to come out of the woodwork. And good, and thank you. Because it's less lonely now, but it's also like, don't be talking about undermining American values with the, a new federal holiday. That's insane. <coughs> I mean, look up to the north. Canada is a police state. And this is what happens. And this is the price you pay. Let's talk. Let's bring it back to my favorite quote from B Big Dick Ben. Big Dick Ben Franklin. And I'm starting to think that most of the founding fathers were actually probably not so great okay we can get into that another time starting to think that maybe look i'm open to being wrong about everything anything i'm open to the idea that i may have been wrong about it because well whatever we can get into it another another time but i'm i'm willing to concede that perhaps they aren't the heroes that we think of them as being Regardless if he was a good guy or a bad guy, the quote is is one of the best quotes ever. I mean, dude, Stalin had great quotes. Hitler had great quotes. You could be uh, an amazing leader and have amazing quotes. No, I'm just joking. You could also be a monster and have amazing quotes. 
Okay, so you can have awesome quotes even if you do bad things. And Big Dick Ben, what did he say? Those who I'm kind of paraphrasing, but I'm pretty sure I'm nailing it. Hold on, sip of water. Those who are willing to sacrifice liberty for a little bit of freedom deserve neither and are bound to lose both. I'm sure that I've said on the podcast before, but now you get to see it happening in Canada. You're seeing it happening. Canada, I mean, if we're Fagistan, I don't even know what to call to call Canada. I don't even know what you would call Canada because it's so much worse. It's like Cucktopia or something like that. Um, the, 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 the cuck public of, I don't know. It's, it's really, I think like part of the citizenship test, if you move to Canada, part of the citizenship test is watching your wife get fucked by a government official. And you have to sit there and not get mad about it. And you have to act completely calm. And, and if you're encouraging even, then it increases the chances that you'll be accepted and maybe get a green card and be able to live there. Or whatever they do up there, I don't know. But you can't live in Canada unless you watch your wife get fucked by a government employee. They have a bureau of wife fuckers. They have a federal bureau of wife fuckers and they send them to your house. And this happens once a year. And this is what happens when you have a nation of absolutely every single person in the country, almost. I think they have like, I think they probably have like 23 like men there and the rest are um, just basically women or effective women, which I, is a phrase that I've used before. Like some, like a man who is effectively a woman, like at the end of the day, it's like, yes, he's a man biologically. He has a penis. He grows a beard, but what is he effectively? In in practice, he is a woman. This is not, look, this is not to denigrate women in any way, but you have to, you have to have both, you have to have men and women. You need to have, there's got to be a balance. There's got to be a balance. So if it's all women and you have a coercive and manipulative government, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> I think maybe um, women are good at manipulating men one-on-one. This is what I think. Women are good at manipulating men, like, especially using their bodies and sex appeal. They're good at manipulating a, a man. And I think men are good at better probably at manipulating the masses. I think men are more built for that. I mean, you know, maybe women are as good at that. I don't know. But I think that I think that women are better at the one-on-one and men are better at the public figure manipulation. That's what I think. That's my take. Do I have evidence? No. I'm not really concerned with that. But um, 
that you, you can't so so maybe men are a little more resistant to the mass propaganda i don't know actually you know what see that's probably wrong because this past year with the COVID scam, I've found that uh, women have been a little more resistant to the propaganda. I think because women have intuition and they sense that something is wrong. And men are like, no, it's perfectly logical. The vaccine is safe and effective. Yeah, so maybe I'm wrong on this. So never mind. I'm going to just I'm going to just stop. Um, <clears throat> let me think here. What was I talking about? Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So basically, though, Canada is lost. It's a police state and it's done and it's over. So that's happening right there. And that's happening in a country where, you know, you wouldn't think that it would happen there. You always say it wouldn't happen here. That's what everyone always says. It's not going to happen here. Like it'll happen over in Soviet Russia or Communist Chinese Party. China. It wouldn't happen here, but it is happening here. It's just not here, here yet. But it's right above us where they're throwing pastors in jail for having outdoor church, you know, whatever they call it. What do they call it? Well, they're just, they're, they're pastors and they're preaching the gospel. And they're being arrested and they're in jail right now. Some of them who are having outdoor <coughs> like congregations, is that what they call it? So it's right there, dude. But yeah, why don't you go get mad about Juneteenth, undermining American values? You can't be that dumb. You can't be that dumb. You're grifting though, that's why. And you're gonna you're trying to make money off of this. And it's working. Because we're just as dumb. So stop getting upset about if Juneteenth is a federal holiday or not. Who cares, dude? Canada's a police state. We lost our brother to the north. It's done. It's over. And now it's just us. The nation below us is run by cartels. And the nation above us is a police state. And now it's just us. And that's the thing. The Big Dick Ben quote that I just told you, that's what happens. Canada is a cautionary tale. When you have enough people who are weak enough that they do not any longer value freedom, but rather they value safety, then you see what happens. Then they start arresting pastors for just trying to have a, a little congregation. God damn it. I can't think of that fucking word. So that's what they're doing. That's what happens. And that's why you got to watch out. And don't buy into the whole idea that somehow valuing liberty is right wing, which is insulting to black people. Bring it back to Juneteenth. Wow, this is really good. Because white people are so complacent and they didn't have to struggle for their freedom or they're so far removed from their struggle from free for freedom this is obviously a generalization but it seems to bear out in practice 
because it's the whites who are the ones going, oh, what? You're worried about your freedom? Oh, wah, wah, wah. It's just a mask. It's just two weeks to flatten the curve. It's just 16 guys running train on my wife while I watch. What's the big deal? Come on, it's just 16 men. It's just 16 men, one at a time, sometimes two at a time. She seems to like that. I don't mind. I just watch in the corner and masturbate. It's just two weeks to flatten the curve. So, white that's the whites who are going, so what if they take away a few of your freedoms and liberties? So what? What are you, a right-wing Nazi? But who are the people who actually fought harder throughout American history for their freedom? I mean, this is I'm talking to wokes right now, really. I'm talking to the wokes. I'm like, based on the things that you believe in your perception, and in this regard, I would say it's correct. I don't, I don't take issue with that. I think it's pretty clear, obviously, that in American history, black people had to fight harder for freedoms. So it's really insulting for these white people who have no problem giving away their freedoms. They have no problem watching their wife get railed out by 16 dudes. No problem with that. They will give away their freedoms willingly for a little bit of safety. And then they have the audacity to claim that basically valuing liberty is right wing. And it's like, no, dude, that's like kind of that's like insulting to black people because the whites are like, it's fine. We didn't fight. We didn't have to fight for it. We don't know what it's like to struggle and have to fight for freedom. And black people are like, you guys are a bunch of fucking assholes. But again, it's the same thing with the vaccine. It's like these things are going to meet eventually. These things are going to meet and the wokes aren't going to know what to do. Because on the one hand, the wokes go, you have to get, you have to get the vaccine. My grandma, my grandma's going to die because of you. My grandma who has stage four cancer is going to die because you're not vaccinated. I hate these people, dude. And so they're going to bully you into getting the vaccine. They're going to call you a murderer. And they're basically conceding by doing that, that the vaccine doesn't work. And they don't think that it works. So they're going to cry and whine and say, you're a murderer because you're not getting the vaccine. But at the same time, black people are more skeptical of the government because they should be because they're smarter than white people. And eventually it's going to those two things are going to meet, don't you think? Where like white people are going to be going, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. And black people are going to be like, fuck that shit. I'm not getting that fucking sketchy ass vaccine, especially because the government keeps calling it safe and effective. And then what happens? Because the wokes are going to be like, wait, if we tell them they have to get the vaccine, aren't we being racist? I'm telling you, man, if you didn't get the vaccine yet, do not get it. You made it through the ringer. You're, we're out on the other side. Things are changing. The whole narrative is changing. We'll talk about it in a second. But I'm telling you, things are starting to turn in our favor. So if you are unvaccinated, stay that way. I'm telling you. And just be patient. Because I promise you that we're we're going to come out on top of this. Maybe not on top, but we're we're going to get a we're well, I guess it depends whatever way you want to view it, but we're we're going to come through and and we're going to be fine. And we're not going to have any 
we're not going to have any adverse reactions from the vaccine and we're not going to have any adverse reactions socially from not getting the vaccine. So just wait for it. I'm telling you, you know, the guy who invented mRNA vaccine technology is now like a whistleblower against it. And he took the vaccine. He was on Brett Weinstein's podcast or Weinstein, Weinstein. I think he, I think he tells people to pronounce it Weinstein so he can distance himself from Harvey Weinstein's name. <laughs> okay, so it's the inventor of mRNA vaccine technology. There's a lot of people coming out of the woodwork who are becoming whistleblowers about this stuff and they're too credible and YouTube can't remove their videos and people can't just go, oh, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. You just can't get away with that anymore. So I'm telling you, things are breaking in our favor. Um, hang on, let me let me gather my thoughts here. I guess there were other things that I could say about, um, listen to how crazy this is. I saw this one. Um Protocol modification for vaccinated individuals, and this is per the NFL. This is for the NFL. Um, and this is uh, their new protocols for vaccinated versus unvaccinated players. And again, there's no way this isn't medical discrimination. And there's no way there isn't. Okay, hold on, sip of water. If you have requirements for people who have the vaccine versus people who don't have the vaccine, that's clearly a violation of HIPAA guidelines because you are, you can disguise it as much as you want and say, no, 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 it's voluntary. It's voluntary. But if you're creating a, uh, a dichotomy, I could do it, in the workplace where you could tell via the behavior of the individuals, whoa, that was a great shot from the bunker. That's an eagle. Was that an eagle? I don't even know who that guy is. Chris Chris Baker with an eagle from the bunker. Unbelievable. That was a beautiful shot. That's fantastic. I mean, deep in the bunker. That was probably 50 yards, 60 yards out. I'm not even really a golf guy. I just watched the majors. No way. That was like 120 yards out. Big time. If you're creating a dichotomy in the workplace where you can tell via the behavior of the employees what their private medical uh, standing is, you know, like if a if a workplace says like, oh, you you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated, but you do have to wear a mask if you're unvaccinated then you're creating an environment where there isn't truly privacy. If you're creating all these guidelines for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people, then you're creating a situation where people are going to know, but they're still entitled to their privacy. And if you don't want it to be that way, then you're going to have to get rid of those, those laws. You're going to have to overturn those laws first before you're allowed to do that. So at the very least, it's coercion. At the very least, you're coercing people because you're offering them privileges if they comply. 
So that's a form of coercion. And at the worst, and this is why I think it is, it's just straight up medical discrimination. Okay? And it's a violation of privacy. So at best, it's coercion. And at worst, it's medical um, discrimination. And I think it's both. Sip of water. So let's see the guidelines for the NFL. Um, fully vaccinated and not fully vaccinated. I'll just read you the left column for fully vaccinated and then the right column. Fully vaccinated. No daily testing required. Not fully vaccinated. Testing required every day. Fully vaccinated. Masks not required at club facility or during team travel. Not fully vaccinated. Masks required at club club facility and during travel. Vaccinated, no physical distancing required in club facility with other vaccinated individuals versus must remain physically distant from others in club facility. Fully vaccinated, no quarantine required after high risk exposure to COVID. After high risk exposure to COVID? No quarantine required for that. But if you're not fully vaccinated, must quarantine after high risk exposure to COVID. Okay. No travel restrictions versus travel restrictions. No capacity limits in weight room when all fully vaccinated versus 15 player limit in weight room. May eat in cafeteria with other fully vaccinated individuals versus players must be physically distanced in meal room. May not eat with teammates. Staff must grab and go. No meals in the cafeteria. Look at this. Oh, uh, no restrictions. What? Wait a second. Listen to this. Fully vaccinated. No restrictions on social, media, marketing, sponsorship opportunities. And if you're not fully vaccinated, it says no social media marketing sponsorship activities permitted. They're not allowed to do marketing or sponsorship activities? What the fuck? That's crazy. So they can't make money outside? That is like, that can't be legal. They can't make money outside of the organization, the NFL. That's crazy. If you're not vaccinated, you can't use the sauna or the steam room. What the fuck is that about? Oh, how about this? This is the last one. This, this, is, just, this is just gold. Fully vaccinated. May interact with vaccinated family friends during team travel. Not fully vaccinated. You're not going to believe this one. This one's really going to surprise you. May not leave team hotel to eat in restaurants. May not interact with anyone outside of team traveling party during team travel. And that's it. So this is what's going on. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to get away with that. And obviously, if the NFL Players Association has any balls, and you would expect that the Football Players Association would have some balls. If they have any balls and they aren't a, if they aren't the NCL, the National Cuck League, then they will stand up to this and they will not allow this to go. I mean, this seems so easily challengeable. So many of those things. You can't get a sponsorship outside of the NFL. That's insane. That's crazy for not being vaccinated. That's crazy. You can't interact with your family if you're not vaccinated. I mean, dude. What's good, really? 
You know, I kind of wanted to stop talking about the COVID stuff because I thought people were really going to be done with it. But it's they who are keeping me going on this because I can't stop if they're not going to stop. I won't back down. Okay? I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for us. That's crazy, though. I can't believe the sponsorship thing. That's fucking crazy, dude. If you're not vaccinated, you can't get a sponsorship? What the fuck is that about? Wouldn't that be up to the company who wants to sponsor you? Maybe the company who wants to sponsor you isn't full of retards. Have you ever thought of that, NFL? Maybe there are some companies, NFL, who aren't completely retarded. Oh, my God. What the fuck, dude? And Chris Paul can't play? Did did they win? I don't even know. Chris Paul can't play because he's got COVID. He's probably not sick. But he can't play because I think he got the vaccine and then he got COVID anyway because that vaccine is useless. The only thing that vaccine is good for is blood clots, if we're being honest. It's really bad, man. It's worse than we thought. Okay? It doesn't mean people are out there dropping dead on the streets. But I don't think anyone seriously thought that. I mean, sure, there were some people who seriously thought that. But they think we're going to die from everything. There are people out there who think we're going to die from everything like three times a year. So, yes, they thought everyone was going to be dropping dead from the vaccine. But the people who were a bit more cautious with their predictions about potential adverse reactions... The way things are bearing out, it appears to be even worse than they suspected it would be. So if you haven't gotten it, don't get it. If you have gotten it, just try to keep up with what's going on. I don't know. I think um, aspirin might be good because it, it thins your blood a little bit. Less risk of uh, blood clotting. I don't know, dude. I don't know what's good. Let's switch gears a little bit. So, um, the January 6th thing, it appears, um, as more information is coming out that you're never going to believe it. The FBI was involved. You see, this is the way the thing that things work with intelligence, uh, groups. The CIA and the FBI have different business models. The CIA makes a lot of their money from drug trafficking and the drug trade. That's where most of their money comes in. So they're involved with cartels and whatever in Colombia or Mexico and you know that's what they're doing and that's how they bring in their funds or or better yet in Afghanistan with the opium fields that's a big one that's a really big one so um that is their they make money in plenty of ways but that's a big one for them the FBI um gets a lot of their funding as do all bureaucracies get their funding from the government, but um, the government is going to judge the degree to which they have to increase the funding of the FBI based on usually perceived threats domestically because the FBI is is for domestic investigations. The CIA is for... Um, the CIA is um, involved in international affairs unless of course they have to kill a president of the united states for example as was the case with jfk generally speaking they're assassinating other leaders or um stealing resources from other countries 
and things of that nature. So the FBI becomes involved in with terrorists so they can bust them. They set people up. They uh, coach people. So they become involved. They infiltrate these groups and they escalate things. So they might infiltrate a group and the group is just meeting to talk about how much they hate the government and they hate the COVID restrictions. And then they get infiltrated by an FBI guy and the FBI guy starts going around and, and really riling people up and going, we got to do something, man. I'm sick of us just having these meetings and sitting around and doing nothing. We have to go make a send a message. Let's go bomb a supermarket or something. You know what I mean? So they escalate things, but all the while they're on the inside so they know what's going on usually because they're orchestrating it this is documented stuff it's absolutely what they do and so they can create a threat so that they can um before things get too bad i mean sometimes they might even allow something bad to happen but usually they'll they'll uh bust it before it actually becomes before the plan actually comes to fruition so they create a plot and then as the plot is about to be ex executed, they foil the plot. And then they look like heroes for foiling the plot that they actually themselves created. And then the government goes, wow, there's so many terrorist threats. I can't believe all these plots being foiled by the FBI. We got to give them more money so that they can keep foiling plots of all these terrorists. And so that's how they make money. I mean, there's other ways that the FBI makes money, too. But that's a big way that they, they keep the ship afloat. So if there's no, the, the last thing that the FBI wants is no domestic terrorism. That's the last thing that they want. The last thing they want is problem solved. If, there's pro, if the problems are solved, then there is no FBI. That's the last thing they want. People are so weird, dude. Phil Mickelson just hit a shot and he kind of shanked it and it went by a, where people were crowded and like a bunch of people just run over and surround the ball. They're just standing in a circle around the ball. Like what the fuck are you doing? People in large groups are so stupid that it, you, you can't even wrap your head around it. And, and I'm, I'm really low frequency this episode, but a lot of the podcast is pretty low vibration, low frequency, kind of negative stuff because you know, that's where I get it out. This is an outlet for it. Jordan Spieth, fantastic. A, a fantastic shot out of the bunker. So, um, oh my God, human beings in large groups. It is, there's nothing worse. Okay, um, so yeah, that's what goes on with the FBI. Now, what happened in uh, January 6th? Uh, it was an insurrection and an attempted coup, and they almost, they, already got it, they almost killed AOC. They almost killed AOC. She was almost dead. She was almost dead. And Nancy, they almost killed her. I don't even know what they would have done. They didn't have guns or anything. So amazing. These horrible terrorists, domestic terrorist threats forgot to bring their guns. But these were serious individuals and they were seriously intent on overthrowing the government. And that's why they forgot to arm themselves. Anyway, um, it appears that the FBI was involved in that big shocker. And, um, 
And it's all for this, this new little um, uh, domestic violent extremist, these like new laws, which is um, basically just a new updated version of the Patriot Act. But this time it's focused on domestic terrorism. So they're not even trying to hide the fact that they're going to use it against us. Like they're going to use it against um, the American people. Like when they did the Patriot Act, they were like, no, this isn't for you guys. Come on, it's for Muslims. Don't worry. It's not for you. It's not for you whites. It's just for Muslims. No big deal. So, and then obviously they used, they a lot of it they used on uh, on American citizens, some of whom were Muslim. So obviously they must have been terrorists, according to the American government. And then otherwise they would use it on white people, black people, more often black people. That's usually gets fucked over. When, when they introduce new law enforcement laws, okay? Or guidelines, whatever. So let's see. That was a sip of water. Let's see. Um, I, I took a picture of this and I shared it because it was going around on Twitter and I found it very interesting, particularly one part. Um, I'm going to read it to you even though it's a little boring and law-ish. But let's talk about it because it is... Uh, Exactly what we expected. Exactly what we expected. Um, in fact, I didn't even think they'd be so bold. So perhaps it's even worse than we expected. Similar to the vaccine. Domestic violent extremists. So look, it's this is the section called categories of DVEs. Domestic violent extremists. I'm going to read to you the paragraph above. And then I'll read to you the uh categories one of which is particularly concerning but uh and and why i am not suicidal remember that okay although they wouldn't suicide me they'd just throw me in jail but always remember that i'm not suicidal because when when they come from me they will make it look like a suicide but there's good reason why i'm not going after the clintons I'm not going to expose anything about Bill or Hillary Clinton. I don't care. They're going to be dead soon. It's not worth it. It's not worth losing your life over them any longer. If it was 20 years ago, maybe it would be. Just to expose them for the evil, satanic pedophiles that they are. But at this point, they're almost dead. There's no point. Just let them die without being held responsible for their heinous atrocities. Just let them die. It's over. Okay. Categories of domestic violent extremists. Domestic violent extremists are U.S.-based actors who conduct or threaten activities that are dangerous to human life in violation of the criminal laws of the United States or any state, appearing to, appearing to be intended to intimidate or coerce a civilian population. Huh. Coerce a civilian population. I wonder who does that a lot. Oh, wait, the government does that a lot. Wait, so the government is a collection of domestic violent extremists? Amazing. Or intimidate or coerce a civilian population and influence the policy of, of a government by intimidation or coercion or affect the conduct of a government by mass destruction, assassination, or kidnapping as per... The definition of domestic terrorism in 18 U.S. Code 2331. Huh. Affect the conduct of a government 
by assassination? Wait a second. Are you telling me that the CIA is a collection of domestic violent extremists? Amazing. Mere advocacy of political or social positions, political activism, use of strong rhetoric, or generalized philosophic embrace of violent tactics may not constitute violent extremism. May not. See, they they really give themselves a lot of wiggle room there. And may be constitutionally protected. It may be. While the majority of DVEs fall into the into one threat category, some draw upon or are inspired by ideological themes found in other threat categories. So let's let's describe these five categories, some of which are more um, some of which are more understandable than others, but one of which is is really 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 bad. So the first one is racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. DVEs with ideological agendas derived from bias often related to race or ethnicity held by the actor against others, including a given population group. I just got to say, a lot of these government documents really have a lot of run-on sentences. And whoever's writing these up, they're technical writers. These are called technical writers. They're writing up like manuals and pamphlets and things like this. They use way too many run-on sentences, and they have to learn how to end a sentence. Like, a paragraph doesn't have to be one sentence. It can be a few sentences. I just wanted to say that just from, you know, obviously I'm a, I'm a terrific writer. And so the writer within me is perturbed by the amount of run-on sentences that they use. This seems like the most understandable category in terms of like, okay, maybe there should be things done about that racially, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. But you can you can see how that could easily be used in a way that's not so great. I mean, all of these things can be used in a way that's not so great, but we'll get to the one that really especially that's the fourth one. The second one is animal rights slash environmental violent extremists. DVEs seeking to end or mitigate perceived cruelty, harm, or exploitation of animals or perceived exploitation or destruction of natural resources in the environment. That's a strange one, too. So, okay, hang on. Sip of water. You hear this, this, okay, they're going to do a domestic violent extremist act, domestic terrorism. They're going to target domestic terrorism. What's the thing that everyone thinks? They think of right-wing militia groups. But even right here in the documents themselves, again, like what I'm trying to tell you is when they made the Patriot Act, people are like, oh, that's going to be used against violent Muslim extremists. But then the reality was something entirely different. But they tried to hide it. It seems in this one, they're not even trying to hide it. Because an animal rights and environmental extremist that's not a white supremacist militia group. That's obviously a completely different person. So they're already telling you that you will be the target. They will target you. They're not just targeting militia groups. They will target you. Um, the next one is abortion-related violent extremists. DVEs with ideological agendas in support of pro-life or pro-choice beliefs. Again, that's that's odd. So pro-life, which you'd be like, okay, maybe that falls into that militia group, 
category, a lot of them are pretty evangelical in a lot of ways, but or pro-choice beliefs. So again, it's like, no, this is for you too. This is for all of us. This is not for one group or the other. Now, here's the worst one. Anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists. DVEs with ideological agendas derived from anti-government or anti-authority sentiment, including opposition to perceived economic, social, or racial hierarchies. Or racial hierarchies. They'll go after you too, wokes. Or perceived government overreach, negligence, or illegitimacy. That's crazy, man. It, it This one's further broken down. Militia violent extremists. Okay, we know about those. DVEs who take overt steps to violently resist or facilitate the overthrow of the U.S. government in support of their belief that the U.S. government is purposely exceeding its constitutional authority and is trying to establish a totalitarian regime. Oppose many federal and state laws and regulations, particularly those related to firearms ownership. Okay, so basically they're saying if the government is overreaching and becoming authoritarian and unconstitutional and you oppose this and you're willing to take up arms to defend against that, which the Constitution allows for, then you are a domestic violent extremist. I can't see what could possibly go wrong with that. How about this one? Anarchist violent extremists, DVEs who oppose all forms of capitalism, corporate globalization, and governing institutions, which are perceived as harmful to society. So that sounds like Antifa, who oppose all forms of capitalism, corporate globalization, and governing institutions, which are perceived as harmful. And then you have sovereign citizen violent extremists. This is crazy. DVEs who believe they are immune from government authority and laws. What do you mean who believe? We've talked about the common law stuff before. I mean, I haven't done a deep dive, but you don't have to participate in the federal system. You don't have to participate in it. You can extricate yourself from the federal system. Now, there are obviously benefits to being within the federal system, for example, things like Social Security, but there are benefits to being outside of it. And you can become a state citizen, for example, where you do not have to abide by federal, um, but state. You're a state citizen. It's really interesting stuff, but again, the idea that that somehow, that that should be targeted by the FBI that's crazy because the FBI always talks about we got to get in front of things before they become a problem. So they're saying domestic violent extremists, but who says they have to be violent? There probably just has to be a perception of a threat of violence that may eventually become a reality. The last one is just all other domestic terrorist threats. That's the last category. Good job, guys. DVEs with ideological agendas that are not otherwise defined under one of the other domestic terrorism threat categories. Well, then why break it down into categories if you're going to have one category that's just everyone else? Why not just... Including a combination of personal grievances and beliefs with potential bias related to religion, gender, or sexual orientation. So this is really bad. Um, 
we keep going from bad to worse. You know, we go from George Bush to Barack Obama to Donald Trump. Now we got Joe Biden and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So, um, I don't know. I just wanted to read that to you guys just to let you know what's going on. Keep you in the loop because um, that's going to be a real problem. Uh, Hang on, sip of water. We'll wrap this up. I think there was something. uh, Let me make sure I covered everything I wanted to get to. I'm sure that's things I forgot. But at least we got a... uh, at least we got an episode in on a Saturday afternoon of Juneteenth, the day before Father's Day. Um, and I'll tell you what I'm going to do after I finish this. I'm going to go get a bacon egg and cheese. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you what I'm going to do later. I'm going to go to the gym. I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you what I'm going to do after that. I'm going to not drink. I'll tell you that much. Because now I haven't had a drink in. Tomorrow will be five weeks. And no cocaine either. That's pretty good. Uh, okay, so, um, you know, just just be aware of what's going on. And every day, don't succumb to the societal pressure to be a weak, pathetic um, pussy, okay? Because society wants you to be weak. The government wants you to be weak. No one wants you to step outside the group think they want you to be you're the weakest version of yourself they want you to be useless and pathetic they do not want you to step outside the lines and some of them it's it's jealousy or envy or resentment that that wants them you might be scaring some of them by being an individual because then they realize that they have the power themselves to be individuals and that might scare them because that might be too much power i think what you realize is that a lot of people, the the idea of differentiating yourself in a nation of 350 million people seems implausible. How could you possibly differentiate yourself? How could you possibly be an individual in such a large collection of people? And it does seem almost inconceivable to be one of many when there are so many. But then you realize how, how little digression from the norm or the accepted status quo there is, and you realize that it's far easier to be an individual than you ever thought. And it's far easier to ostracize yourself, and that's the negative aspect of it, that it's far easier to ostracize yourself and make yourself someone who is perceived as maybe a threat or an outsider, or at the very least, someone that people... I don't know. Don't appreciate them uh, stepping outside the the box a little bit. I don't know. So, with that being said, don't let them. Uh, you have to. You have to resist it, or we will be Canada. We're so close. We are so close. We dodged a bullet this time. We don't have mandatory vaccines. And we don't have, you know, uh, pastors being arrested. And we don't have mandatory 
quarantine still, even after the pandemic is long over. We don't have all this bullshit that they have up there. But we are so close and we just narrowly dodged a bullet. So don't fall into complacency. Don't let yourself be lulled into complacency just because this pandemic is done. Because as Greta Hamburger reminded us today, there's another one on the way. They're cooking it up in the lab. They already got the patent on it. Okay, Anthony Fauci is going to make a lot of money off this next one too. Okay, so remember, we have to, and there's other people around. This is what you have to remember too, okay? I was talking to people about this. I don't know what the number is at, and I know I know that, and I don't, I don't have any documentation to back this up, but my belief is that whatever number of people they're saying are vaccinated, the real number is lower. So even if it's a lot of people, I think it's less than what they're saying. And if they're saying we're around 70%, but not quite there, I think we might be in the 60s percentage-wise. I think it might be like 50%. I think it might be like 10% less than what they're saying. That's my belief. Could be totally wrong, but I think it's less people than we think. Obviously, if you live where I live, which is Hoboken, and if you're always in New York City, the percentage is far higher, but I'm talking about nationally. But anyway, remember that even if the percentage was at 70%, and as I just mentioned, 350 million people, that means that like 100 million people are also resisting. It might seem like when they put it in terms of percentage, it seems like less But when you put it in terms of the raw numbers, we're talking about 100 million people or more, maybe 120 million people, maybe 150 million people are also not conceding. So just remember, they're out there and they're afraid too, and they might not want to reveal themselves and they might be lying and saying, oh yeah, I got the Pfizer vaccine. I got the Moderna vaccine. They might be lying, but they're out there. Just remember that they're out there. And we could feel a little bit better about that, about the fact that we're not alone. So um, just keep that in mind, okay? Let's not become Canada. We might be bad and we might be weak and we might be compliant, obedient, good slaves, but Let's not take the next step and become Canada or Australia. Let's not let this get any worse than it already has. All right. Thank you for listening. I love you. I'll see you next time.